Dr. Arthur Perry. He's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. No, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. Like I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend. I am. It's, it's a beautiful weekend in New York. And a little rain today, but we need that. Uh, we need it to... Uh, to water those flowers. And and tomorrow, yeah, it'll be a beautiful day with a, uh, a high UV index. And you know what that means to a plastic surgeon. That means you need your sunscreen. Remember, if it's a UV index over three, it's sunscreen. And today we're giving away sunscreen. We're giving away my daytime. And that is an SPF 20 sunscreen, but it's so much more than that. It's a skin protector. It's got niacinamide in it. It's one of the most important skincare ingredients there is. Uh, because niacinamide, actually, there are publications that show, not with my product, but with others, uh, that it can actually decrease the incidence of skin cancers of all types because uh, uh, it uh, it really does help the immune system. And so niacinamide is what's in my uh, daytime along with zinc oxide sunscreen. So that's what we're giving away to callers tonight. Give us a call, 800-321-0710 at WOR. It's a free phone call from all over the United States, 800-321-0710. All right, tonight we are going to be talking about some really interesting things in plastic surgery. We're going to talk about liposuction. And liposuction is the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. And it really is. This year, it overtook breast augmentation. And so uh, so we're going to be talking about liposuction. We're going to talk about what we can do to contour your body, what we can, uh, what we can do to help you, and the limitations of liposuction. Who is a candidate for liposuction? Who is not a candidate for liposuction? And, and what, this is the question I'm asked the most, what is the most fat that I can safely suction. So we're going to talk about all those uh, issues in liposuction today. And if we have time, we're going to talk a little bit about lasering because I've done an awful lot of lasering lately. I, you know, I don't know if it's the pandemic. You've been inside for so long. Your skin is sallow. You know, it's a, you really want to boost your skin. And so many of my patients have come in, existing patients, new patients, and want varying degrees of lasering of the face. So we're going to talk about the laser and what it can do for you. It can, uh, it can do everything from a facial to completely removing your skin. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, it really can. And we'll talk about that on the show today. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here in New York. Today we're broadcasting from New Jersey. New Jersey, uh, my, uh, my home in New Jersey. 
and looking out the back window at uh, all the wildlife back there. So it's an interesting thing. We're still not allowed in the studio yet at WOR, but pretty soon as we return to normal after this uh, absolutely uh, terrible pandemic. And I hope all my listeners have gotten their shots or or at least are going to. You know, I told the story a couple weeks ago about one of my patients who just didn't want to get her uh, vaccine. And and I offered her some free Botox if she did. I uh, really wanted to get her to do it. And, and she called this week and said, yeah, she got her <laughs> she got her shot. So in a couple months, when her Botox from uh, two weeks ago wears off, uh, she will get her free Botox. But no, I'm not offering it to everybody who's listening to this. Sorry. Uh, Just some of my patients who have been uh, with me for so long, and I really care about my patients. So so I do whatever I can to keep you healthy. All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon, host of What's Your Wrinkle for a long time now. And I hope you've been listening every Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be on at least for the rest of this year. You never know after that, right? Uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and take your phone calls. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about liposuction. So you know, every year, the plastic surgery societies uh, they they issue their statistics. You know, they. They query all the plastic surgeons in the country, and usually anywhere from 20 to 40% of the plastic surgeons turn in their numbers every year. So it's not, it's not 100% precise, but, and then they extrapolate um, with uh, the number of plastic surgeons that answer, and they multiply the number of procedures that they do, and they kind of come up with a, a yearly total. So this year, this year it was liposuction, and that's the first year in a long time that liposuction overtook breast augmentation as the number one one procedure in cosmetic surgery. So, you know, I've, I talked a little about, bit about the statistics last week, but we're going to zero in on the number one procedure in cosmetic surgery. It's also one of the procedures that I do the most of. So let's talk a little bit about liposuction, and I call it liposuction. Those of you who listen to me and are my patients know I pronounce it a little bit differently than uh, the average guy or girl. Uh, they pronounce it liposuction. But, you know, if you think about the word, it's lipid. It's not lipid. And so uh, I'm a purist, and I call it liposuction. And what it is is a procedure that actually kind of interesting if you look at the history of it. It, it first started in, ready for this, 1921. And we think of it as a new procedure. But in 1921, when liposuction was first performed, well, the results were disastrous. In fact, the very first patient required, I think it was an amputation of her legs afterwards. You know, you chuckle at it, but it's a, it's a terrible thing. So after the first few liposuctions in 1921, they abandoned the procedure. It was just considered to be way too dangerous, but the procedure was done very differently than what we do it the way we do it now. The instruments were crude. Anesthesia was rudimentary. You know, it really wasn't uh, the same. So, But it really wasn't until the 1970s that the procedure was revisited, and it was first done in France. And uh, in the late 1970s, some publications started coming out. It came to the United States in 1983. I started my plastic surgery residency in 1985 at the University of Chicago. And by 1985, it was already a mainstream procedure. It was one that we were doing every week, at least one procedure, if not many procedures. So, so way back in the 1980s, I started doing suctioning. Now, the way it's done is we make little tiny incisions, and the incisions are anywhere from an eighth of an inch long 
to a quarter of an inch long. And we make a lot of these. In the beginning, we only used to make like one. We would do the entire belly through one incision. We realized very early that that's not, that's not necessarily the best way. We want to make a lot of little tiny incisions because we want to approach the fat from different angles. And, and the essence of the procedure is that through these little incisions, first we administer, we inject a large amount of dilute epinephrine solution. I do this under general anesthesia, by the way. Sometimes we do it under local anesthesia. If it's a small area, if it's your neck, if it's your knees, maybe your ankles, those are called cankles, by the way, then we might do uh, these procedures under straight local anesthesia. But I prefer general anesthesia. And the reason is, I mean, first of all, it's a lot safer for you. It really is. A, a safe general anesthetic is far safer than giving you enormous amounts of local anesthetic, which is what would be required if you were to, uh, to have this under local anesthesia. Let's say your belly, for instance, or your flanks or your hips or your thighs. It would, uh, it would really take a lot of local anesthesia. Lidocaine is what we call it. And in my opinion, and in the opinion of many people, that's considered unsafe. Now, there are people that will argue that, uh, but there have also been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deaths from liposuction over the years, most of those in the 1990s. When people thought they could just keep on suctioning as much as they could, there was no end to it. It almost seemed like an Olympics. How much you know, could one plastic surgeon uh, suction, what was the, f the largest amount? And unfortunately, we found out the hard way because we found out that if we suctioned a lot of fat, then uh, it could result in disaster. And in fact, I wrote a chapter in a textbook, and I think it was 1999, it was entitled Avoidance of Disaster in Liposuction. It was an attempt to get uh, my colleagues to kind of rein things in and, and have some uh, common sense with this procedure. And as a result, over the next uh, couple decades, it became one of the safest procedures in cosmetic surgery. And it really is very safe now. So liposuction is done all over the world. In the United States, it's the most common procedure. So through these little tiny incisions, we inject a large amount of dilute epinephrine, that's adrenaline, and it cuts way down on the bleeding. As a matter of fact, in the old days, in the 1980s, before we injected this, the most we could suction was maybe maybe a couple pounds of fat because it was way too dangerous. Almost half of what we suctioned was blood. Now it's only a very small fraction of what we suction is blood. And in fact, I can suction up to about, about 10 pounds of fat, and, and that is considered safe. Most people don't have 10 pounds to suction. Uh, and when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about, you know, who are, the, who are the best candidates for liposuction and what really is considered a safe amount and what are the risk factors with liposuction and what are the areas that we suction the most. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. The phone number 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. 
Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable. We all know that, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to lessen frown lines, and I use the new Restylane Kiss. What a great name! To, well, you know, give you more kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes or even reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Ulthera. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey or Beverly Hills offices for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And the phone number here is 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Give me a call. Ask me the questions that have been keeping you up at night. Yeah, you can ask the question about liposuction if you'd like, or you can ask me a question about facelifts or eyelid lifts or tummy tucks or rhinoplasties. Those are, some people call them nose jobs. Or or how about earlobe reduction? Or, uh, or maybe you've got a mole that you're worried about. That's what this show is all about. Give me a call. Ask me the questions that have been keeping you up at night. I'm here to answer them. And if you do have a question for me, a good one, it's got to be a question. You can't just call and say, send me the daytime. Well, if you have a question, we'll send you the daytime. So uh, go ahead, 800-321-0710. So we were talking about liposuction, the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. And one of the procedures that I do a lot of, and probably over the years, over the, uh, you know, I've been in practice since 1987. And I would say that, over the years, that is the most common procedure that I've done, and I've done thousands and thousands of suctions, and I do them independently. So uh, well, let's say a 31-year-old woman will come in, and she'll have some fat on her outer thighs and her inner thighs and her knees, which are called the chubs, by the way, and uh, maybe your hips, and then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and suction those areas independently, and that, uh, that would probably be around around four or five pounds of fat for the typical woman that might be coming in. Uh, so that's an independent procedure of liposuction. But we might also do it along with another procedure, like a breast reduction. Often we'll suction out on the uh, the sides of the breast because uh, people have some fat underneath the arms. And if we do a tummy tuck, often we'll uh, combine suction with a tummy tuck and we'll suction the flanks. And if we do a, a facelift, almost every facelift, I perform liposuction at the same time. So so liposuction is an independent procedure, but it's also a tool. It's a tool that we use in plastic surgery, just like we use the knife and we use the scissors and other things. We use the uh, liposuction cannula 
to help us do surgical procedures of all different types. And I've mentioned just a few, but many, many procedures that we do, we combine liposuction with. But today we're really just talking about the independent procedure of liposuction. Now, you might have heard of that traditional procedure called tumescent liposuction, which is what most of us in plastic surgery do. But there are other types of, uh, of liposuction and you might hear, you might see advertisements for ultrasonic liposuction or power-assisted liposuction or radio frequency. We talked a little bit, bit about that on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, or laser-assisted liposuction. You might say, well, you know, I've seen these ads. Uh, isn't that a better way? It sounds high-tech. Sounds better, right? As it turns out, you know, there have been a number of reviews of uh, in the scientific literature over the last few years of liposuction. And the procedures that involve the technology, the ultrasound and the lasers and the radio frequency and things like that, they really aren't any better. I mean, with laser, there's a little bit less blood loss. And uh, also with ultrasound, a little bit less blood loss. But there's also a much higher complication rate because with those two technologies, we can get burns of the skin and we can get these things called seromas, which are a collection of fluid underneath the skin. So most of us in plastic surgery don't do those things. And most people that do things like laser-assisted liposuction, they do it and they'll admit, well, the reason they're doing it is to attract patients because there are some patients that just think if you uh, use the most modern technology, you've got to be the best doctor, right? You know, it's in all of medicine that way. But as it turns out, the, uh, the procedure of liposuction uh, the one that's done by most of us and probably about two-thirds to three-quarters of plastic surgeons in the United States do a traditional approach to liposuction. That means it's called a tumescent approach. We inject a large amount of this very dilute solution of epinephrine, which cuts way down on the bleeding, way down. Very few people will not use that now. Um, and then we, uh, we insert these tubes, these hollow tubes, and it looks a little barbaric when it's uh, shown on TV, but then again, so does dental flossing, if you think about it. You know, so uh, there are certain things that maybe you shouldn't look at, but it's actually a fairly gentle procedure, and I've been doing it so long. Uh, really, uh, we insert the tubes underneath the skin, and we break up the fat. We insert tubes through two at least different locations so that we, uh, we do something called cross-tunneling, and that way we don't get ridges and things like that. And I extract um, the uh, a right amount of fat. And you say, what's the right amount? Well, you know, it's an artistic endeavor, and it really is. And uh, and the right amount is actually difficult to teach residents. You know, I can teach residents. I've mentioned this on the show before. We can teach residents how to how to do medical things and scientific things and how to operate, what the surgical techniques are to operate. But what's the most difficult thing to teach a plastic surgery resident is artistic technique. And that means how much fat to remove, both in, in this procedure and in a facelift, how hard to pull, for instance, in a facelift, how much eyelid skin to remove, how much fat to remove around the eyes. It's very easy to remove too much. It really is. The artistry of plastic surgery is knowing how much to remove and how much not to remove, how much to leave behind. So when I suction fat, it is very important that I understand the aesthetics of the procedure. And it's not, I tell my patients, an extraction of fat. It's not how much I can remove. It's really how I sculpt the fat that's on your hips and on your thighs 
and on your inner thighs and your knees and, and your belly, everywhere that I suction or your neck. It's how much, not how much I remove. I mean, of course, that's important in terms of overall safety, but in terms of the artistic result and the aesthetic result, it's how much I leave behind and how good it looks when I leave that behind. So that's the hard part to teach residents. So we go ahead and we make these little tiny incisions. We break up the fat and we extract the fat. Now, how much, you might say, because everybody wants to ask that question, how much can I remove? Well, there's a rule of thumb that we live by in plastic surgery, and it gets a little technical, but we remove 100 milliliters, or can remove 100 milliliters for each unit of your BMI. What's your BMI, you know? Your BMI is based on your weight and your height, and everybody has a number. So, you know, if you're uh, 154 pounds and you're five foot five, then you have a BMI of around 25. And that means if your BMI is 25 and I can remove 100 milliliters, that's about four ounces, by the way, that means I can safely remove about 2,500 cc's. And what does that trans translate to? You say, what are you speaking Latin here? We're speaking medically. So 2,500 cc's is somewhere in the area of five pounds of fat. That's what I can safely remove. So we, we know that we can remove that fat, and the vast majority of people, if you're healthy, will do just fine with the procedure and, believe it or not, be able to work three or so days afterwards. You know, the day after surgery, you're not going to work. Of course, the day of, a lot of people want to be on their computers. No, no, no. You're going to take time off, and you really will. You'll take a little bit of time off. You'll take the next day off and kind of lounge around and recover. But by two days after the procedure, you'll say, you know, kind of ready to uh, maybe go back to work if I have a desk job, certainly not if you're uh, in construction or something like that. Uh, but by about three, four days, you can drive. And uh, you look terrible, by the way, after it. Uh, you look like a, uh, an eggplant, an eggplant. <laughs> There's an awful lot of bruising after liposuction. And I, I really do describe it as eggplant color. And if I don't tell you that, you'll be afraid when you look at yourself and say, oh, my goodness, what, what is going on here? Because liposuction is considered a closed procedure, unlike, let's say, a tummy tuck. So a tummy tuck, I make a big incision from hip to hip, and I, I lift up the skin of the belly, and I expose the muscles, and I remove extra skin, and I tighten the muscles. And every little tiny blood vessel that I see, I zap with an electrocautery. So my goal with a tummy tuck or a breast reduction is to lose very, very little blood, you know, an ounce. That's not a lot. But with liposuction... We can't see the blood vessels. We're making a little tiny incision, and we're putting a tube in. And it's a blunt tube, so it kind of pushes away the blood vessels. There are some versions of liposuction that use uh, more sharp tubes, but most of us don't like to do that because the blood loss is too much, and the potential for nerve damage is greater. So we choose the tubes very carefully. And, uh, and I use these blunt tubes with some little holes in them, and it sounds really barbaric, doesn't it? But it's a great procedure. Uh, because I can suction a lot of fat with, uh, with really very little blood loss, very little blood loss. So I know uh, that when I suction that, let's say, that 5'5 five five person who weighs 154 pounds with a BMI of 25, if I, if I suction off that 2,500 cc's, get about 5 pounds of fat, she will go back to work a couple days later, really. And, uh, but the, the bruising, very significant, very significant. So you look purple, you look like an eggplant, and that stays around for two to three weeks. And the swelling stays around for a long time because 
while some of the procedure is done immediately. I, re re I remove the fat. I extract the fat during the procedure, and I actually collect it in this canister. I like to take a picture of it because everybody likes to see the picture of the fat that was removed. I mean, that's a big event, you know. So afterwards, <laughs> sometimes it's the next day, but sometimes it takes people a few days to get up the courage to look at the photograph of the fat. But, you know, it fills these liter containers, and, uh, and you know, if we're removing two liters, that's, that's uh, you know, four-something pounds, then uh, just think of the liter soda that you, uh, that you drink, right? So we're filling those up uh, with fat, and, uh, and then, um, well, you know, you, you go back to work very quickly. And, uh, but the swelling does take a while to settle down. So I remove that fat initially, and then it swells, and then the swelling goes down, but after about two to three months, your body removes more fat. So even though I extract fat, we actually do something called devitalize fat. So we break up fat, and a lot of it doesn't survive, but it's left inside you. And that's you know, it's purposeful, but you know it's not that we want to do it, but it's just part of the procedure. Uh, and what happens is your body then cleans that out over the course of three months. So you don't see the final result for about three months after liposuction. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't go to the beach afterwards. And in fact, we're talking about this right now because this is the beach season. This is getting ready for the beach. Here it is in May. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, the end of this month, we're going to have uh, the beach season. It'll be Memorial Day. And you'll be headed to the beach. And if you had your liposuction this week or next week, you probably can get to the beach right after Memorial Day. So, uh, you know, we're right there. You know, if you wait till uh, the beginning of June, you're not going to get onto the beach until July. It's not that you cannot, but you won't want to because first you'll have swelling and bruising. And then when the bruising goes away, you still won't be at the shape that you want to fit into the bathing suit that you want. So right away... Uh, all the fat has been replaced with swelling, and your pants will not fit any looser right away. But if you give it a couple weeks, two, three, four weeks, you'll start to see the pants loosen, and certainly that continues for three months and even longer after surgery. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk more about the procedure and about who is the right candidate for liposuction. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. 
Aging is inevitable. We all know that, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to lessen frown lines, and I use the new Restylane Kiss. What a great name! To, well, you know, give you more kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes or even reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Althera. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey or Beverly Hills offices for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. This is where you find me every Saturday night at 6 to 7 o'clock. And you know what? Sundays now, we're going to be doing that clubhouse thing. So Sunday at 9 p.m. New York time, 6 p.m. California time. So if you're on Clubhouse, if you're not on Clubhouse, come on, let's get on Clubhouse. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's sort of like a radio show that you can really interact with. So uh, check it out. Go to the app. Get on Clubhouse. And every Sunday night at 9 p.m. our time, New York time, we're having a Clubhouse. So you can ask me questions. And it's a lot more informal than the radio show. All right. We got an email during the break, and uh, this young lady says, uh, if you suction fat from everywhere that can be suctioned, can that result in unhealthy amounts of fat in the organs later in life if you gain weight? So that's an interesting question. So so here's, here's the story. If we suction your fat... It is true that a lot of people do gain weight back in other spots. So what happens? When you're a child, you grow fat cells, and you grow the number of fat cells, and the fat cells get big and small if you gain weight. But once you're an adult, you can no longer grow more fat cells. So you have the same number of fat cells, just like muscle cells, for your entire life. So if I suction the fat out of your, out of your belly, out of your hips, out of your thighs— that is permanently removed. That fat is gone. Just like removing the tip of your finger, it can't grow back unless you're a reptile or amphibian or something. So it's, not, it's an amphibian, not a reptile. that can grow back the finger for you biology purists out there. But, but anyway, you will not grow it back if I suction your fat. But, but let's say you are in positive calorie balance. That means you're in a weight-gaining mode. You go over to Patsy's every night and have one of those uh, wonderful pizzas. If I mention that enough, do you think they'll give me free pizza? Probably not. But uh, but certainly, if you eat a lot of pizza every night, you're going to gain weight. And if I suction it from, let's say, your thighs, well, those fat cells are no longer there. So you're not going to gain the weight back in your thighs. You know where you're going to gain it? You're going to gain it in spots that I did not suction. So if I uh, suction your thighs and you gain weight, it's going to go into your belly, your abdomen, usually underneath the skin. Uh, it'll go, if you're lucky, maybe into your breasts. If you, it'll go into your knees, anywhere else, your neck. That's where it'll go. 
you know, because the fat cells that are, are there and there's circulating fat in your body. And so it's got to go somewhere. If if you have very little fat cells around your underneath your skin because you've had so much liposuction, well, then I guess, yeah, it is going to go somewhere else like that. You might not want it like your omentum, which is inside your uh, abdomen or around or maybe in your liver or wherever, but you know, you just don't want to do that. So uh, first of all, we're not going to be suctioning all over your body because that's an unsafe thing. It's not just the amount that I suction, but the percent of your body that gets suctioned. And so we don't want to suction everywhere. And we certainly don't want you to gain fat in uh, places that you should not gain fat. So, so that's a good question. Now, the most common places that I do suction different in women and men. In women, by far, it's the outer thighs called the saddlebags. So you know what they are, right? You know, you look, you're in pants, and, uh, and you, uh, you, know, you have those bulges on the outer side of your thighs. So that is the most common area to be suctioned. And often I'll suction the inner thighs also. Now, if you have sagging skin or a lot of cellulite, well, you know, then it's a little dicier when I do suction. And, and you might not even be a good candidate. So certainly the younger you are, the better candidate you are for suction. But I have suctioned people all the way into their 60s. I don't think I've ever done anyone in their 70s. And it really depends on what area you're talking about. So the outer thighs are considered a forgiving area to a plastic surgeon. That means we can suction and the skin usually is resilient enough so that it will shrink back down and look nice with a low chance of contour irregularities. A lot of big words out there. But that means dimples, waviness, uh, rippling, uh, you know, what might look like more cellulite. We don't want that to happen. And the I've been doing this forever now. So you know, the published rate of getting one of those contour irregularities is somewhere between 10 and 15%. In my hands, it's probably a lot less. It's not zero, but it's probably lower than 5%. And in my average patient, patient, I will not make the cellulite better because liposuction cannot, but I will not make it worse either. So we're going to talk more about the most common areas. Uh, but we do have a phone call from Marsha. Marsha, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, Dr. Perry. How are you? Very you, good tonight. Thank you. Said, I'm glad to hear that. You had said a week or two ago that the marionette lines are very hard to treat, but you said that if you use radiase, that's harder to tolerate but better results. I didn't understand what you meant by harder to tolerate. Well, I, I shouldn't use that exact terminology, but let's talk about this. So we're talking about filler. And, uh, and, you know, we call them wrinkle fillers, but there's so much more than wrinkle fillers now. They fill uh, depressions. They can, I can make your chin bigger, like a chin augmentation. I can make your cheeks bigger. I can fill nasolabial folds. Those are the folds between the corner of the nose and the corner of the mouth. And the marionette lines that you just mentioned, those are the folds between the corner of the mouth and the bottom of the chin. So... Of course, we can fill the fine wrinkles with hyaluronic acid. That's the most common one that I use. And there's different ones. There's that Restylane Kiss that I talk about. There's Juvederm Volbella. And, you know, there's a lot of other fillers. But those are the most common ones that I use. And I love hyaluronic acid as a class of fillers for a lot of different reasons. They come in different thicknesses, viscosities. There's some technical terms beyond that that I won't mention. But... But there's different thicknesses of these materials, and the thinnest ones I put in the lips and the fine wrinkles, and the thickest ones I might put on the, on the cheekbones and the chin. So radius is a completely different class of wrinkle filler. 
It is calcium hydroxylapatite. That's the name of it. So not hyaluronic acid, which is a clear gel. Uh, radius is actually the building block of bone. It really is. And in fact, I think they get it from coral. Uh, and I, I used it way back in the 1980s. We used to fill bone defects with radius. It wasn't called radius then, but it was very, very similar material because when radius touch bo touches bone, it becomes bone. And uh, that's calcium hydroxylapatite. And when it doesn't touch it, it actually becomes kind of a rubbery material. It's a very thick material. And what I said was it is a really, really good filler for tough-to-fill areas like the marionette lines. The marionette lines are, you know, they're not lines. They're depressions. And they are very hard to fill because if I fill them, often the filler goes deep and uh, not doesn't push the skin out it kind of goes deep so there's a real art to it and i have found that probably the best of the fillers for the marionette lines is called radius r-a-d-i-e-s-s-e but the problem with radius and this is what i mentioned is that it is more likely than hyaluronic acid to cause lumps and lumps with radius are a real problem uh, with hyaluronic acid if we get a lump it's very rare and usually we can massage it out, and in a worst-case scenario, in worst case, which I've never had to do, by the way, we can dissolve it with an enzyme. And I don't like doing that for different reasons. But with radius, if I inject radius and you get a lump, you pretty much have it for almost a year. And I have had about seven patients over the years that had lumps with radius, and a few of those I actually had to make an incision and retrieve the radius. I had to get rid of it. Uh, because the lump was pronounced. And, and it's not anything I did as a plastic surgeon. It's what you did. See, I blame it on you. No, really, it's what <laughs> it's how your body reacts to these different substances. Uh, you know, they teach us in medical school, of course, blame the nurse, you know, blame the patient. No, I'm kidding you. So, so anyway, I do use radius still, but I usually will use it only in patients that I know have tolerated it. And the place I use radius a lot, by the way, is the back of the hand where it doesn't cause lumps. I've never seen that. Uh, it's very, very good for hiding the imperfections of the hands. You know, when someone has really visible veins and, uh, and they want to fill in, you know, they've lost volume in the back of their hand and we fill in with radius, it's much better than hyaluronic acid for that. And I've used hyaluronic acid in the hands and it almost looks like I didn't do anything. And so then we go back and do it the right way with radius. And I've only done it a couple of times with hyaluronic acid before I realized that's not what you can put in the back of the hand. It works great in the face. Uh, but not in the back of the hand. Radius is better. So it's kind of a long-winded explanation, uh, Marcia. Did I answer your question? Yes, you absolutely did. And um, yeah, it's almost like if you get if you don't like it, you're stuck for a while. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in most people, I will use the hyaluronic acid. Um, and for the nasolabial folds and the marionette lines, I like something called Juvederm Valuri hard word to say. Uh, it's a very thick material, but not too thick. Uh, and it does a good job for the nasolabial fold. And in most people, it does a good job for the uh, marionette lines also. Um, you know, if someone did not respond, just had recalcitrant folds, you know, really tough to fill with hyaluronic acid, then I might go ahead and try the, uh, the radius. But again, I used to use it a lot, you know, I, quite a bit. And I use it much less now because uh, I really do not like getting lumps and neither would you. So that's the right. answer. Yeah. 
Okay, I thank you so much. Right, thanks so much for the phone call. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And the uh, the phone number is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. So we were talking about liposuction. We were talking about the areas that I suction. You know, probably the biggest bang for your buck procedure in all of cosmetic surgery is liposuction of the neck and jowls. The neck and jowls, really a great procedure. And it is a, a procedure that you can have under local. I've done it under straight local anesthesia for the appropriate patient. Uh, most patients require some sedation, however, because people tend to get anxious with surgery. And, you know, we don't want that. I want you to be relaxed with surgery. I want you to enjoy the experience. That's kind of hard to enjoy the experience of surgery, right? But, but really, we don't want you to be anxious, and we certainly don't want you to freak out in the operating room. And so it's nice to have an anesthesiologist there who gives you a little bit of that substance called Versed, which is like Valium, or maybe a little bit of that Propofol, which is a wonderful drug when it's administered uh, by an anesthesiologist and not such a good drug if Michael Jackson gave it to himself. But, uh, you know, that's what happens. But certainly uh, these are very, very safe and very good drugs. And we give you a little bit of sedation, and I numb up your neck and jowls. And in about 45 minutes, I can make it look like you've lost 10 pounds, 15 pounds, by suctioning anywhere from four to six, sometimes even as much as eight ounces of fat from your neck. So that's a great procedure. It really is. And usually you can go back to work, you know, within a week or so. Uh, if you're in the Zoom era now, you know, with uh, appropriate uh, masks or uh, turtlenecks or whatever, you can go back to work two days later. Uh, you know, but if you're going into work, uh, you know, it's a different story because you might want to hide. But on the other hand, you do what Joan Rivers uh, told me she did. She always told people that she had surgery and it doesn't matter if she's bruised. Why not? You know, just go uh, go back to work and tell people. That's the way, by the way, you get people to stop talking about your cosmetic surgery. You know, everybody is so worried that someone's going to know you had something done. Who cares, right? No one really cares. They just like a secret. So, the best thing to do, you know, you can't, I can't tell you what to do, of course, but I know that if you just say, yeah, I had cosmetic surgery, I had my eyelids done, I had my nose done, whatever it is, and then you know what? People don't care. They couldn't care less. <laughs> they move on to the next thing to talk about. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. 
Aging is inevitable. We all know that, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to lessen frown lines, and I use the new Restylane Kiss. What a great name! To, well, you know, give you more kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes or even reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Ulthera, and for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey or Beverly Hills offices for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And uh, have you heard of Plexiderm? I bet you a lot of you have heard of Plexiderm. Uh, it's not my product. It is uh, John. I almost called him Dr. John Green. He kind of is almost a doctor these days. He knows so much about nutrition and about skincare. Uh, I've worked with him for many years. He's come up with a great product called Plexiderm. Plexiderm is one of those things that uh, is almost magical. And, you know, it's not really skincare. It's certainly not surgery. But what it does is it makes you look better instantly, almost instantly. It's, it's a substance. It's a silicone-like material that you put on your lower eyelids. And you watch it over the course of two or three minutes. The bags of your lower eyelids go away. They don't really go away. They just look like they go away. Uh, and... They stay away until you wash this stuff off. So if you're going out to a date, you know, here we are uh, coming out of the pandemic so you can date again, hope, hopefully, if you've had your vaccine. Noah, right? And uh, Noah's not dating. He's married. But if you are dating, you can uh, put the Plexiderm on and really look good. And if you're going to a job interview or you're just Zooming on the, uh, on the computer, you know, you put this stuff on and you can put it over your your jowls and it'll kind of lift your jowls a little bit, your wrinkles. Uh, it really is It's pretty amazing stuff. But it's like the Cinderella product because as soon as you take it off, you wash your face, you go right back to where you were before. So, uh, you know, it's more like a makeup. It's not skincare and it's certainly not surgery, but it is really pretty magical. And I like it. A lot of my patients use Plexiderm. So John has given me a phone number to give you and it's 800-925-9963. If you use that number, I'll say it again, you get up to 50% off the normal retail price of Plexiderm. So 800, write this down, 800-925-9963. That's 800-925-9963. So go ahead, give him a call, order the Plexiderm. You will like it. My patients use it. I've had family members use it, yes, and it really is pretty good. It is. It's, it's a wonderful product. So uh, Plexiderm, if you don't like it, he'll give you your money back, but you will like it. You'll love Plexiderm. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. There's 10 more minutes of the show, so go ahead. You can give me a call. So you might have the, the question in your mind, how much is safe to suction? What if... Let's say, you know, you're five foot five and you weigh 200 pounds and you come into my office and you say, I want it all suctioned away. Is that safe? Of course it's not safe. It's absolutely not safe. So liposuction, you know, it does best in people who are at or pretty close to their ideal weight, really. 
you know, you, you don't want a high BMI. That means you don't want to be obese. Certainly, you don't want to be obese and have liposuction. And you really don't want to be all that overweight either. So if we remove the right amount, so for that five foot four, five person who weighs like 154 pounds, you know, we can certainly suction about five or so pounds off. Okay, that's considered reasonable. If we start going above that, it's not reasonable. You know, a little bit, yes, but when we start going very far above that, so let's say we take 15 pounds off that person, well, major complications go up from from major complications being much less than 1% with liposuction. It's a, it's a really safe procedure. They skyrocket. They go to like 3%. And you say, well, 3% is not a lot. Yeah, it is if it's you. Uh, you know, with uh, 3% of people needing blood transfusions, uh, pulmonary emboli, you know, being about 0.2%, still not high, but it's a very, very serious complication. Infection of the area, not good, can result in that flesh-eating bacteria. It occurs in about 0.1%, but this is for the large-volume liposuction, where 15 pounds or so is suction. You know, if more than about 5 pounds, 6 pounds, 7, certainly more than 10 pounds is suction, then if it's to be done at all, you should be admitted to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, really, where an IV can be put in and a catheter placed in your bladder so that proper management of your fluids can be performed. So, you know, if you're going to do that, if your doctor is going to do that, there's a way to do it and keep it relatively safe. I don't advise that, and I won't do it for my patients, but that's how it's got to be done because you certainly don't want to get dehydrated afterwards, and that results in all sorts of problems, all sorts of problems. Now, with traditional liposuction in a healthy patient where we don't take too much off, the rate of complications is very, very low. It's, uh, in fact, the rate of a DVT, which is a blood clot in the leg, which is, you know, a serious complication, it's uh, 0.06%. That's really pretty low. So this is not a procedure that has a lot of complications as long as, as long as you're the right person for the procedure. And who is the right person? Well, Certainly, you ha should have a BMI. You can look this up. You can go to those tables. Your BMI, that means your weight and your height, it's, uh, it's set for uh, each weight and height, should not be over 35, okay? If you're over 35, the complication rate is going to be really high. If you're over age 60, over age 60, then the complication rate really goes up with liposuction. If the operative time is over six hours, wow, you say, well, who's going to operate over six hours? Well, you know what? <laughs> you just have to look around the country and you see all sorts of things like that happening. So if the OR time is over six hours, complication rate goes way up. And if the amount suctioned is over five liters, that's really the number where it becomes, begins to become unsafe. So that's like 11 pounds or so then, uh, you know, that's unsafe, in my opinion, and in most people's opinions, because if you really start looking at the risks of liposuction, it's such a safe procedure when it's done appropriately in the right person and not too much is suctioned. Uh, you know, we can have such dramatic changes in your body shape. Your pants will fit better. Uh, you can get into bathing suits and not be embarrassed anymore. I mean, it really is a wonderful procedure. As long as the doctor knows what he or she is doing, as long as the doctor is trained or trained, board-certified plastic surgeon, that means someone 
who ha is certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. That's really very important. This is real surgery. This isn't, you know, a dermatology procedure. We're not, we're not doing minor surgery here. We are taking your life in our hands, and it's got to be done by someone who's trained appropriately, and that means certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. So those are the guidelines, and if you have that, you know, it's, uh, it's really quite a safe procedure. So liposuction is one of my favorite procedures and certainly is the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, the phone number 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. So, so liposuction, yeah, it is uh, 300,000 people had it last year in the United States. That's, that's a pretty good number. The next most common procedure was breast augmentation with about 250,000. And then we go down to tummy tucks. And uh, removal of breast implants was a very common procedure last year. Boy, you know, much more common than previous years. And I think the scare with the, uh, the cancers, the very, very rare cancers that have occurred with breast implants caused so many women to have their implants taken out. And I know that I removed a lot of implants from women. I did because, uh, you know, it, it begins to grate on you if you say, well, I've got these textured implants in that, you know, it's a, it's a very rare complication to get a lymphoma from a breast implant. But, you know, there were 770 or so people in the world, in the world, not the United States, that were found to have these lymphomas over the last implants placed 50-something years. So remember, there's 20, 30 million women with these breast implants and, you know, 700 of these cancers. It's still, you know, it's not one, it's not two, and it's real, and I understand that. Uh, if you do have textured breast implants, you know, you should talk to your surgeon and, uh, and discuss the options. And some of my patients did have their implants removed because they just felt, you know, they've had them for a number of years. They're getting older. They don't want to be bothered with having to get MRIs and, uh, and looking every year or two or three at the breasts and wondering, you know, is it going to happen to me? So I understand why breast implant removal over 100 10,000 people had their implants removed last year, and that's much higher than other years. The fifth highest procedure is breast lift, 103,000 people. You know, these, uh, these are common procedures now. I mean, you say, well, 100,000, there's 340 million Americans, or how many million? Uh, still not an enormous number, but in terms of, uh, of cosmetic surgery, those are pretty big numbers, but dwarfed, dwarfed, of course, by the non-surgical procedures, Botox, and the things... We call Botox, like ZMN and Dysport and Javu and things like that. Two and a half million, two point six million people last year. That's a lot of people have Botox. And the fillers that we talked about earlier in the show, one point three million. And why are these things so popular? Well, because they are very, very low risk and very, very high satisfaction. Virtually every single day I'm in the office. If I'm not in the operating room all day, I'm injecting Botox or I'm injecting wrinkle fillers. And, and again, uh, you know, next week we're going to talk about, uh, about wrinkle fillers. We're going to talk about my technique, which turns out to be fairly different from most uh, other doctors, most plastic surgeons and dermatologists. It's, uh, it's a very artistic technique. And uh, when my patients come to me, they've been to other doctors, and you know, they say, wow, this is uh, very, very different. And, and I try and teach my technique to the residents at Cornell and Columbia. And, uh, and a lot of them are doing my technique now. And I, I think it's, uh, it's a better technique. It involves micro droplets, these little tiny drops. 
But we're running out of time, so we can't get into that this show. But it's a little teaser for next week, so listen in. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. My website, by the way, is perryplasticsurgery.com. And if you're interested in the products that we talked about, mostly daytime on the show today, but the soap called Clean Time and Nighttime is the is the thing that has uh, vitamin C, vitamin A, fruit acids, and it's really a wonderful serum that you put on at night. You can go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. And you can order those products, and you can call my office. It's 732-422-9600. And, uh, yes, we've got the office in New Jersey open now. Still not there in New York yet. We're trying. We're trying. But you can visit me in New York. In New Jersey, it's free parking out there. You don't have to pay $40 for the lot. Noah, thanks so much for great engineering. Another wonderful show. Thank you so much. We'll see everybody 6 o'clock next week. Once again, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. Bye-bye now.